Hello and welcome. We're back to the Florida Woman Podcast. My name is My name Kelsey is Nathan Simpson, and I'm your host. Wacker. I'm your. Host. I'm your host. My name is Nathan Simpson, and I'm your host. Kelsey Ann Wacker is the co-host. You can choose who your host is. We'll no, let that be don't up choose. To you. No, no, no. I don't let them choose. Nathan was just saying not that under my roof. He can hear everything because of our setup. I can. And I got my. I got the cans on, babe. Exactly. That's the lingo. <laughs> he has the cans on. I got the cans on. And he was like, I can hear everything. Like I can't every hear everything. wobble of the desk, every sniff, every. Here, listen to this. Why would you do that to them? Well, just to let them know what I'm. Okay, okay, stop, 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 stop. I was going to say, stop. <laughs> I was going to say it reminded me of when we figured out my dad was deaf. And, um, yeah, that's right. Like, so we knew he couldn't fucking hear anything and we would always have to fucking yell. That's what it sounded like in my house. Everyone yelling, but it wasn't because we were necessarily mad. It was because my dad couldn't fucking hear anything. We had to yell everything. (laughs) When Um, did you find that out? Not long ago, like literally six, seven years ago. And yet your whole childhood, you'd been screaming at one another. Screaming. At close distances. (laughs) Yes. And nobody yep. thought, no. maybe John can't hear. Well, we did. We were like, ah, he's hearing his shit. But like when when he finally agreed, he's mm-hmm. a vain man, okay? When he finally agreed to go to the fucking ear doctor and get hearing aids, mm-hmm. they were shocked. Yeah. They the were like, like, he's been deaf for 15 years. Well, you've been keeping this guy in the closet? <laughs> like, he's fully legally deaf and we were like oh whoops but when he got them in um he was like you can hear everything like this is no way for someone to live that's like, funny. it irritated him he could hear his own footsteps and he was like fucking my own footsteps sucks. yeah that's really funny yeah. so maybe there are some some small pleasures that come with being more deaf than you know Oh, definitely. I mean, I think about that whenever we go down to Florida and we hang out with him. Like, when we go out to a restaurant, like, he's just sitting there. Generally, he's just sitting there, like, sort of, like, intently staring at, like, the menu or, like... he. he I, I'm just now realizing he can't fucking hear anything. Nah, restaurants are tough. If there's more than 10 people in a room... background noise, but not really, like, the That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You can hear everybody all at once. Yeah. Yeah, because those you got a microphone that's picking up all of the noise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas your ear is such a sensitive instrument. it can, I mean, it picks up all the noise, but your brain figures out what to... You know, it works together with your brain to figure out what to pay attention to. Yeah. Whereas when you just have a fucking speaker inside your ear... Yeah. Kind of like I do right now. Yes. I can hear everything. I can hear shit going on outside in the apartment next to us. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So if there were like thirty people in this room all speaking at a relatively loud volume, I just, I just fucking turn them off and just go. Mm-hmm. He does do that. He does. He He's just like, nods his head off. and fucking yeah. like goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he can't hear. That's you know, that's actually caused fights in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Because like I'll be in another room, and uh. Kelsey Ann will say something and like she'll she'll be like do we have any more trash bags and I'll be in the other room and I can't hear I go sorry babe what'd you say she'll be like do we have any more trash bags (laughs) and I'll go what the fuck I can't you can't hear me so I have to speak loudly this is what I'm saying you just have to repeat yourself (laughs) it's just funny it's just from living with a Deaf dad. Yeah, it's because you develop the habit of going like, 
<laughs> you're talking to somebody who's literally <laughs> half deaf going like where did you put the cup if you don't say it like that he can't hear you <laughs> also we what... just figured that out like a couple of months ago you've been doing that our whole relationship and i've been like why does it make her so angry and i I'm go like angry. what are you mad about and you go like i'm not mad but i'm mad now that you said that i was mad <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck what's That's going true. on I do do that. But it's just because you're trying to commute to a, communicate to a deaf person. Yeah, you have to raise your voice. It's not in anger. It's in efficient communication. But I'm not deaf. But you can't hear me. You just said you couldn't hear me. So I need to... What if What if I said, where are okay. the trash bags? And then you said, babe, I can't hear you. And I said, where are the trash bags? It would, it would work because I'd be paying attention. <laughs> do you see what I mean? I was in a different room doing another thing and I heard you go like so I go oh now I need to focus my attention on her so I go sorry babe what did you say you say do we have any trash bags because I'm focusing my attention on you now instead of whatever else I was doing and if I still can't hear you I'll fucking walk towards you it's you know you don't have to but the thing is, you, you're going to do it anyway, so it doesn't matter. No, I feel like I've stopped doing it, by and large. You have not, but I that's haven't? okay. No. <laughs> oh my God, oh, I really thought been, I've made a lot of progress. Have you been really putting in a concerted effort yes. to do that? That's yeah, so sweet. Yeah, actually, I have. Damn, a f- relationship goals, babe. We just fucking love you. Um, yeah, love the shit because out of you. Okay, for well, me, a raised voice is not does not indicate anger. Right. That's but because you're German. People, culturally. <laughs> exactly. You come from a German lineage. I do, and yeah. deeply so. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I just... Like, did you ever go to a friend's house and the mom would always be like, don't shout from upstairs. This was like a thing like, you know, you, you have a two-story mm-hmm. house and the kids are like, where did you put my swim trunks? You know, but well, the yeah, mom you know, always wants them to walk downstairs to tell them that. Like that wasn't my house. That's funny. No, we I didn't just have any. Yelled. I didn't have any friends like that. But oh. the thing is, my my parents and I would communicate just that same way from across from the across house. Rooms. Yeah. Yeah, but it would be more like projecting than like yelling. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, it'd be like instead of <laughs> so. <laughs> As an example, you said, where, where'd you put my swim trunks? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, mom, where did you put my swim trunks? Oh. And she'd just yell back like, they're in the laundry room. Now listen. It's more, it's more just like emphasis. Like, sure. And it's consonant action as well. Yeah, exactly. Because he can't he's hear deaf. me. He needs you to. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Listener, does that sound mad? <laughs> I don't right think, in. <laughs> I don't think they have problems picking up on social cues. But <laughs> I think they're good. You sound like an autist. You can't tell the difference between anger and volume. Do it. Do it one more time. Well, also, okay. No, this is what it is. People enunciate consonants when they're mad at you. <laughs> okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Okay, I think we just cracked the code. Now listen, when you were saying to your mom, like, "Mom, where are my swim trunks?" Yeah. Were you doing? consciously with your voice to sound not accusatory like were you like consciously moderating the tone of your voice trying to sound sweet because i do come from like midwestern midwesterners and there is Mm -hmm. a lot of like politeness baked into that culture 100 percent. and i think I, i i don't know if i was doing anything consciously but i'm pretty sure politeness was was like baked in Mm mm-hmm 
I, w- I got taught social rules like mm-hmm. that, you know, by example or like intentionally by role models of all different kinds, mm-hmm. parents, fucking babysitters, teachers, yeah, yeah, everybody, any coaches, there. people I was around. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I was modifying my voice to not sound confrontational, but mm-hmm. like. It's just interesting to me. I just, yeah. I think that's, it's just a difference. Yeah, but so should everyone else. <laughs> no. Yes, everyone no. should do what I do. No. Yeah. Um, let's talk cookies for a second. It relates to my Florida <laughs> fact. Talk um, cookies with What's your mood. favorite cookie? Right now? It's chocolate chip. And overall? Probably chocolate chip. That's what I thought. Why'd you say right now? I don't know, because I, I was like, sometimes your mood changes. Mm-hmm. I could have said like an Oreo. Mm-hmm. I could have said like a uh, honestly that's the only that's thing it. that I, I know. really care about. I know. You do. I know. Yeah, mine right. is a sugar cookie from Publix with the sprinkles. Yeah. That's... It has to have the sprinkles. They're the round ones, those non-parallels or whatever they're yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. Non-parallels. 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 The like multicolored ones. Yeah. That I know how to spell that, but piece. I don't know how to say that. Non- I've never said it out loud. I've avoided it on purpose because I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> I call them so I've had opportunities to say that word and I That's never true. do. Um, that one's really good. I myself make a brown butter chocolate chip cookie that I think is very good. And I also make a really good accidentally gluten-free um, peanut butter cookie. That's true. Mm-hmm. Both of those things are true. I don't. I can't touch the sugar cookie at <laughs> Publix. I've never successfully made a sugar cookie. I don't know what it is. And Publix really has... Well, Just I feel like they have like the industrial chemicals oh, at their of course, and at their fingertips great. as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you introduced me to the Publix sugar cookie when we last were in Florida, and yeah. it was it was dope. It was yeah. very good. I completely agree. I see exactly where you're coming from. Cool. You're gonna have those imported up to our wedding, ain't I, you? I am. Your best maid. Mm-hmm. Matron of honor because she's been matron married of honor. before. <laughs> She's so rude. Like, rude. Matron. Matron? Nah, she's a matron, dude. Just remind her she got a divorce. Well, she has two kids, too, so she I literally know, is a matron. She's, a matron. she's, she's a matron. the matron of honor. She's the matriarch of honor. Yeah. That's um, funny. You st- gonna... the, minute you're, the minute you get some some nice guy up in your pussy, you become a matron. matron. Yeah. Damn, instead of a maid. I know. You can't be a fair maid anymore. You gotta I be a fucking not. slutty matron. <laughs> Anyway, your matron of honor is going to bring ga- boatloads of fucking mm-hmm. Publix cookies up to New York yeah. when, we're, when we're to be wed. Instead of a wedding cake. We're not doing a wedding cake. Tell us what you think about that, guys. I don't know. I just feel like it's a little overrated and no one eats it. Like, I've catered so many weddings. No one eats the wedding cake. Okay? Listen, I'm, I'm just not a dessert guy anyway, I so I don't really not. give a fuck. I am, but like... Just do something else. The cookie, the Publix cookies will be great. And you guys are going to have an ice cream truck come. Come on, dude. What that's I mean, what more do you need? Cookies and ice cream? Yeah. That's Everyone's going to be drunk, too? Skip the cake. Okay, I'm going to tell you about my Florida woman. Go for it. Okay, this Keep is actually from BuzzFeed. Um, a woman was arrested for turning in her husband's guns after he was charged with abusing her. Ah, uh. Very heroic. Right. So people are asking the Lakeland Police Department to drop its charges against Courtney Irby, who stated that she was turning in guns because she was in fear for her life. Wait, but why? Wait, so she's in trouble? She's in trouble. What, because she turned in? Just listen. Okay. 
A 33-year-old woman from Lakeland, Florida, was arrested for trying to turn in her estranged husband's firearms to the police after he'd been charged with domestic violence and an attempt to run her over with his car. Fuck. Courtney. Oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. So they're charging her with like stealing his guns or something like that? What the fuck, yep. Florida? Come on, man. Yep. Damn. Okay. All right. Continue. All right. Courtney Irby was charged with two counts of grand theft of a firearm mm-hmm. and one count of armed burglary last week. <laughs> she spent five days in jail. She went to jail. Yes. After he tried to run her over with a car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> According to an affidavit obtained by BuzzFeed News, Courtney collected all of her estranged husband, Joseph Irby's, firearms at his home while he was in police custody for the domestic violence and brought them into the Lakeland Police Department. When an officer questioned Courtney about how she obtained the guns, she told him, well, he was arrested yesterday for trying to run me over with his car, and he is now in jail, so I went to his apartment, since he is in jail, and Mm -hmm. I searched his apartment for the guns I knew he had, and I took them. The officer, Brent Behrens, stated that he processed, or sorry, that he proceeded to question her to confirm that she entered Joseph's home without his permission. Never talk to the police. Never talk to the police. Never talk to the police. Get a lawyer. It's so true. If you're guys. being questioned by the police, shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up. And just say lawyer. That's the only thing you're allowed to say, in my also, opinion. Fuck you, Brent. Yeah, Officer Brent. Brent. Ugh. He says, quote, So you're telling me you committed an armed burglary? Yeah. She says, I'm telling you, I'm fucking defending myself from the guy who tried to vehicular manslaughter me the other day. Yeah. And who has apparently 20 fucking guns stashed around the house. Yeah. She says, "Um, but he wasn't going to turn them in, so I'm doing it. And then Courtney proceeded to tell Brent that she has a temporary injunction against her ex and she knew that he would not turn the firearms in herself and she was afraid that he was going to use them on her and their children. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, According to Joseph's arrest record from the day before, June 14th, Courtney told an officer of the Bartow Police Department that her husband was repeatedly ramming his car into hers and eventually off the road. She said she was in fear for her life. Brent Berens stated that on June 15th, he, quote, determined Courtney committed the act of armed burglary when she admitted to retrieving (laughs) the guns from her ex's residence and charged and booked her at Polk County Jail. This is so funny. Like, she, she comes to a cop. And it's like, this guy, like, he he hit my car, like, he hit my, he tried to drive me off the road, like, he's got 20 guns, I'm here to turn him in because he's in jail right now. I don't think he's going to do it himself. And the cop's thinking to himself, this fucking bitch, <laughs> snitching on her man, fucking tried, taking all his guns. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You can you can just fucking imagine how Brent is siding with the dude who's well, in jail sure. right he's now. for sure, he's like... Listen, what did that we bitch all beat say? our wives a little bit. Okay? Exactly. As long as you don't get out of line, you shouldn't have to give your guns away. I mean, it's so crazy. Dude, this is, you can imagine, he's just sitting like, he's sitting there thinking like, well, what did you say? To make him mad. What did you say to make him mad? Because, you know. Because, you know, a guy like that doesn't just fly off the handle. He doesn't just randomly. fly off the handle, wind up in jail. Mm-hmm. Piece of, I know. What, what a, a motherfucker this Brent guy is. So she had is. been domestically abused. Their whole marriage, mm-hmm. and and he Brent tried is to like kill that's her, basically. well, everyone does that, and that's then fine. he it's provable he's in jail. Yeah. So obviously the assault or whatever it was was so bad that he ended up 
in jail for it. Yeah, and he's got and like he's, he's strapped. Got all these guns, and uh-huh. she just tries to turn them in after escaping like a violent marriage. Yeah, and then the cop is like, "Oh, bitch, you don't know what's coming." I mean, talk about gaslighting. Talk about fear of like speaking up. Like this yeah. woman is gonna be. I hope they put her in therapy because also fuck this guy because you know that he was so eager he was like so do you, do you, you're telling me you broke you did the not law? have permission to enter you didn't the have residence? permission to enter the residence you didn't have you didn't have his written permission to enter the residence yeah yeah he's like he really you're in trouble i got you i got you i got you you confessed to a crime you're a little girl and i got you and you confessed to a crime so i'm gonna punish you because i punish girls i punish girls i mean that's why they become cops to be honest i literally think that a good 50 percent of cops are just sitting there going like i just want to punish girls and blacks and blacks <laughs> for being girls and, and blacks, blacks. <laughs> fuck fuck why did they do that so i just why did they decide to be black girls, girls. <laughs> and black fuck. um i just sent you her mugshot. yeah i'm looking at it right now she's so beautiful she is and he's so regular. I know. That's the mugshot of her husband that he's referring to. Do you know, he look like, so, okay. This is an analogy that I can think of. If somebody was to tell you, like, one of the greatest athletes of all time, like a literal superstar, a power, like a power that will live on in history forever, mm-hmm. a Hall of Famer, a legend. He was a football player. His name was Peyton Manning. And then he just showed you a picture of Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. You'd go, really? That fucking guy? Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same response that I have to seeing a picture of her next to a picture of him. I go, really? really? This fucking guy? I know. And he had the fucking balls to put his hands on her? I know. What a piece of shit. Yeah. Dude, that is so, so un- deeply annoying to me. And of course, listeners, he's he's like a short-haired cop-looking white guy with like a flat face. Do you know that type of white face where like looks the... like you got smashed by a pan? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's got one of those. Now, okay, he's not a dog. He's okay, but compared to her, she's an angel. Oh, she's beautiful. Her cheekbones are just like sculpted from the gods. She's got these luscious lips. She's got these gorgeous blue she is eyes. A, she's a beautiful she's an angel. angel. And he was like beating the shit out of her every day. I know. And trying to run her off the road in this car. What a l- little fucking half man. I know. Fuck you, you dude. Should, for the record, you shouldn't beat your ugly wives either, okay? You shouldn't beat anybody. Pretty, pretty privileged. Keep your, okay, but... we always say keep your hands off the kids. Keep your hands off everybody. Yeah. Keep your hands to yourself. Or if you have a good relationship with your wife, then squeeze your wife's butt. When I first saw her mugshot, I was like, I hope she can get a modeling contract from this. I mean, she's 33, that is so, so she's not up, like, Kelsey, and she's not like you know, going to be, I don't know. They like children, these people. But yeah, she's so pretty. She could definitely be a model. And then it reminded me of, do you remember um, Jeremy Meeks? And the, he was the hot convict guy. Do you remember his mugshot oh, yeah. went viral? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I do. He I got do. a modeling contract from that. Did he really? Yes, he did. Man, let's let's get this lady a modeling contract. Honestly. It's the opposite of Jeremy Meeks. Man, I'm, I'm so pissed off. I, I literally am I'm looking at this guy's mugshot, and I know that the cops who 
arrested him, put him mm-hmm. in jail, were, just looked at his face and saw themselves yeah, in it and were like, ah, oh, he's all right. He's not that bad. And so when his fucking wife, who is fearing for her life, she's a little tiny lady comes in and goes like, please, like, this is my ex-husband's guns. I think he's he's going to kill me. Please take them. They're like, well, did you have permission? It's just, it's just so, so typical, in fact. Um, what's your Florida man? Yeah, let's get on to my Florida man. So this literally just happened two days ago. Florida man accused of fraud caught fleeing to Cuba on a jet ski, officials say. <gasps> oh, shit. Ernesto Cruz Graveran, 54, of Hialeah. 54? 54 nice. years old, fucking jetting his way over to Cuba on a jet ski. By the way. 90 miles on a jet ski ain't going to fucking happen, dude. You think you're going to run out of gas? Oh, 100%. You're going to run out of gas like 20 miles out. Fuck. You're going to be shark bait. Oh, fuck. Well, what happened to him? Okay, I'll tell you. A Cuban man charged in a $4.2 million Medicare fraud scheme is being held as a flight risk after officials say he tried to flee the United States on a jet ski. A federal judge in Miami ordered Ernesto Cruz Graveran, 54, of Hialeah, to be detained. Which is little Cuba. Right. To be detained pending trial Monday, according to court records. He's been charged with health care fraud. Mm. According to a criminal complaint, Cruz Graveran's company, Chico, X-I-K-O Enterprises, Incorporated, submitted approximately $4.2 million in fraudulent health care claims to Medicare from February to April this year. How do you This do year? That? February to April? February, March, April. That's three fucking months. For what? Did it say $4 million or something? $4.2 million. Yeah. How many old people do you have to scan to get that to work? Well, listen, uh, for medical equipment that Chico never provided and that Medicare beneficiaries never requested... Medicare paid Chico over $2.1 million. So he's not hurting anyone. You could say that. Investigators learned last month that Cruz Graveran was planning to travel to Havana and approached him several days before his flight, the the complaint said. Cruz Graveran agreed to cooperate with a criminal investigation during an interview, and officials say they took his passport. Mm. But last Wednesday, U.S. Coast Guard and U.S. Customs... And border protection officers reported finding Cruz Graveran aboard a broken down jet ski in the waters south of Key West, headed in the direction of Cuba. Oh, for fuck's sake, dude. The island nation is about 90 miles south of the Florida Keys. Cruz Graveran was aboard the personal watercraft with a person known to law enforcement as a migrant smuggler. Oh. Investigators say the jet ski was outfitted with a special fuel cell for long trips. Ah, okay. Uh, okay. And was carrying extra food and water bottles. But it still fucking broke down probably 10 miles off the island. I know. He, they were like just south of Key West. Yes, like, literally. They didn't get far. You'd have better luck doing the Elliot Cruise thing with like a raft. Really? That's so scary. Well, yeah, because you're a jet ski. What is that? It's a big heavy brick of fucking... Machinery. I know, but you can go fast enough that the sharks can't nip at you. Well, you can go fast enough that the sharks can't nip at you, but once you stop, then you then can't you stop go. And you just because you yeah. can't. What are you going to get off and push it? It's not going to fucking work. You know what I mean? You're so right. Yeah, you got to have it like a sail. It'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Take your t-shirt and make a sail and get the jet ski to Cuba. Yeah. Well, I mean, sorry, Ernesto. 
You were just trying to live the American dream. Seriously. I, I mean, mean. Yeah, that is the American dream. Healthcare fraud. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> look at that. Seriously, think about the way that our healthcare industry is structured. It's already fraud. Starts the guys fraud. at the top, you think they're not committing fraud? Oh, yeah, baby. You don't think that the fact that a fucking hospital, public hospital, has a private board of investors that get to decide how much to charge people? Psycho. My dad works at a state hospital, fucking University of Kansas Medical Center, and they have a private board of directors. They're like owned by a corporation that just dictates everything that they get to do. Yeah. And at a public institution. Listen, and this is this is sort of like taking for granted that a private hospital should be able to fuck you in whatever way they see fit. Right. Which is also, also crazy. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. There shouldn't be a hospital anywhere that's allowed to fuck you the way the American medical system fucks you. Yep. If you're anything other than, you know, Elon Musk, right? Yeah. Now, you got you listeners might not know this about me, but I actually got into a situation in Chicago at a private hospital. Now, you think <clears throat> private hospital, you think nice. This is a private, crazy story. You think story. private school, mm-hmm. you think nice. No, no, my friends. No, no. It was, it's the worst hospital I've ever seen, ever walked through, yeah. ever seen the outside of. I mean, this place was just a Cook County disaster should like, we name it i honestly have no compunction about naming these people sure, because sure, i sure. think their business practices are fucked yeah chicago lakeshore hospital if you are seeking any sort of treatment at chicago lakeshore hospital turn around and walk your ass to illinois masonic yes please get the fuck out of there yeah asap yeah so turns out the whole thing is a it's a it's a fraud. It's an insurance scam. Like mm-hmm. literally the whole hospital, stay with me listeners, the whole hospital mm-hmm. exists as a scam. They just take people in. It's half a rehab, half of a mental health facility, mm-hmm. inpatient facility. But the scam mostly exists for the rehab, but they do it to both. So imagine this. You're getting all these junkies coming in to rehab, sometimes even taken there in a in an ambulance or something, mm-hmm. and they just get dropped off. Mm-hmm. They don't know their ass from a hole in the ground, okay? They're detoxing or whatever. They're high. They get admitted, and then they just build the shit out of either their insurance, if they have any, mm-hmm. which they will keep you longer if it if they find out you do have insurance because they will bill you for shit you can't even disprove. Like, That's it's right. absolutely psycho. Like, they billed me for diabetes. Listen, wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's say, first of all, let's build up the story. You walked in there just looking for a therapist, like a regular therapist, right? Mm-hmm. So you walked in there hoping to have an appointment with, well, I did have an appointment. You had an appointment. You were hoping to have a normal session of therapy. Because they were advertising like low-cost therapy, by the way. There you go. So you at you saw an advertisement for low-cost therapy. You walk into Chicago Lakeshore. You have your appointment. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? They come into the room that I was in with a person who was doing a questionnaire with me. Mm-hmm. They take my shoes why forcibly. Did, why do they do they that? They take my purse. They take my phone. And I'm going, what the fuck is going on? They take all my shit and they lock the door. Why and do it's they do because, that? Well, I think this part's a little complicated. But basically, 
they asked if I had ever had suicidal ideation. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. I wonder if you listeners have ever been there. Like, I was like, well, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think everyone Listen. has thought about killing themselves. It- like, I think literally everyone has thought about it. Like, you, you, even if it's like silly and you're like, would, would people cry at my funeral? Like, would would my mom actually, like, be sad about, like, what she right. said? You know, like, like, even if it's just stupid shit like that, not even just actually like, planning it. If you're anything. ever, like, on top of a building, like, there's this thing that happens to... Or standing next to the subway tracks. Apparently, this happens to everyone. It's called lapel David. Yeah. And you just, like, get a weird impulse to, like, jump, jump off. off of it. You never do that. I always have that. But that's always. totally normal and it happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. So they ask you, have you ever had suicidal thoughts or suicidal yeah. ideation? 21 or whatever like I, would, you, I didn't I was too stupid no you're not no, you're not stupid they're taking advantage no. of you and you they should always be... say no you should just say no because well, yeah. they have okay. they don't have to this doesn't have to but right. a state hospital would actually have to so listen listen listener okay just like we tell you never to speak to the police ever under any circumstance if they're questioning you shut the fuck up if somebody at a mental health facility ever asks you if you've ever had suicidal ideation because the no. even though every single human being on the planet Earth has thought about it, at least like considered we're making you guys think about it right idea. now by even telling a story. You're about thinking it. about it right now, yeah. exactly. Say no because if you're in the wrong hands, then this shit'll happen right here. Yeah, they booked me and I couldn't get out. And they, they baker acted me her. They baker acted me, locked me in a room against her will. They kidnapped her. Yeah, it was really scary. It was really weird. It was really scary. They, like, y'all, this is going to get dark. They strip searched me. They, like, mm-hmm. did weird stuff. Like, yeah, dude. They treated me like, I mean, okay, because they waited for pee samples to find out if I was on drugs or not to decide what wing of the hospital I would have to stay in. Yeah. And they, tr- they treat the drug addicts, like, almost worse. Like, they treat them in a more, like, violent way, I would say. And then the mental health side, they just, like, slowly squeeze the life out of you. Like, it's no picnic, trust me. I actually yeah. kind of wished I was on the rehab side because they had, like, cooler people. Right, <laughs> I was stuck right. with literally the worst. Yeah. Um, but they were waiting for my pee to come back. And so they, like, they, like, were shout, they shout, they, like, get in your face about, like, oh, yeah, right, you don't do drugs. Like, it's really weird. It's mm-hmm. really weird. And mm-hmm. then they like also forced me to be in like the gay wing. Like there shouldn't even be a gay wing. Like, okay. Pride month, like on topic, but like yeah, really the, these like wings of hospitals were started during the 1980s, like AIDS crisis. Mm-hmm. And so they were like to separate like gay people so that they wouldn't like give AIDS to everyone, which is so fucking weird. And now they still have them. Like what I was in a relationship hey, with a girl at the time. Practices, so like, babe. They were like, well, we know about that. And I was like, what? Who cares? Like, I, yeah. I just want to stay where I'm at. Yeah. And they were like, no, don't you want to go in the gay wing? And I was like, no, not really. I'm good. I just want to be where the most people are. Like the the regular nut wing had like 30 people and the gay wing had like four people. And I was like, I don't want to go in there. And they were like, <laughs> too bad. <laughs> yeah. And they just fucking forced me. And you. they were like, yeah. well, you actually don't have a choice. They forced medication. 
You know, mm-hmm. they like you can't cry or else your date your like dates get extended. It's if you cry, they literally give you more days. And yeah. they say that as a reason. Even though you've been kidnapped, you've been baker acted against your will. You were just going saying, there I, to I'm find here a therapist. Will, I'm here against my will. I kept saying that. How do they respond to that? I acted like I was crazy. Yes, like exactly. Like a crazy person would say that. It's one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. They fucking gave you drugs. Yeah. They gave, they made you take drugs. Yeah. Also, my my like sweet mate, my roommate, my roommate yeah. who sleeps in the fucking bed right next to me yeah. was like, yo, like I killed my husband. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, get me out of here. And she was like, yeah. And she like described how she killed her husband. She described it to me. How did she kill her husband? Oh, it was long and involved. I don't remember. Do you remember? But it the, was like, the there were a lot of steps. Um, yeah, it was a knife. And she talked about knives a there lot. There you go. Stabbing. She, she talked about knives a lot? Yeah, she was like preoccupied with knives. Oh, for fuck's sake. And dude. I have to sleep next to her? I want to get into what they were trying to bill you for. Oh. What did they say you were there for? Um, bipolar one, bipolar two. Uh-huh. Um, like suicide, whatever thing that mm-hmm. is. Uh, obviously depression, anxiety, whatever they could throw on top of that. Mm -hmm. And then diabetes, one and two. Okay. Or not one and two, I don't know. Um, But they probably had to choose one. Yeah. And then a broken ankle. Did you have a broken ankle? Absolutely not. Did you have fucking diabetes or bipolar disorder? No. Yeah. I mean, they put a lot. They just crammed whatever they could in there. Mm Mm-hmm hilarious because i was actually suffering from an eating disorder at the time where was the billing on that guys seriously and no one watched me uh i I didn't eat while i was there i had like two bowls of cheerios the entire fucking like week i was there okay and nobody noticed no one cared it was just what it was i'm actually only suffering from one thing and that's the thing that like i cannot get help for yeah you guys can't even catch it fuck you well they're not trying to catch it they're, no, trying, they're trying to fucking to squeeze you like a sponge yeah um so how long were you there for five days five fucking days you were kidnapped by a mental institution yeah. and drugged yeah dude holy fucking shit psycho also i wasn't allowed to go on walks some prisoners prisoners <laughs> you were a pri- you were um, a prisoner let's uh, be real about this they yeah. kidnapped you and you were their prisoner yeah. until somebody could come and get you yeah and somehow this is legal um, they were allowed to like go out for walks or whatever. Yeah. Um, like group led, like not alone, obviously, but like yeah. they would get a group together and like. Oh my god, they string them up like those kids in the Upper East Side. <laughs> I know, like on leashes. Kindergarten kids. And on but I wasn't yeah. allowed to go because I was a flight risk. They they categorized me as a flight risk, and I couldn't see any sun for five days. Like I couldn't go outside. I couldn't open a window. It's just so psycho. It's because you kept saying you were there against your will. I know. They're like it this dug one's me further this in. one's smart. I know. Dude. Anyway, sorry, so, all that to say, don't trust a uh, private hospital. Private hospital, not out and for your best interest. And even the public hospitals are run by private boards. This is so crazy, you guys. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's corrupt in all kinds of different ways, even at a regular hospital. But the simple fact that this, like, this particular hospital is run by a board of, over, like, there's, a, there's an overseeing board of trustees that's supposed to be, like, they're supposed to be running a, a hospital. Yeah. And they're fucking running a scam where they like, they catch vulnerable people mm-hmm. and kidnap them and squeeze all the money out of their family that they possibly can, yeah. and then just throw them back out on the street. Yeah, and we got it's, no therapy, by the way. Even of if course I, not. Yeah, none. The we thing had, that like, you went there for in the fucking first place. Once a day, they would like make all the gay ones gather mm-hmm. in a room, mm-hmm. all five of us, 
and um, they would like go over this little pamphlet about like negative self-talk. Not being. <laughs> for like an hour or like less for like half They'd an go, hour. Like, or, why like, don't you not be sad? You can journal on that for like the other half hour. That was like the only thing. And then we, one time we went to like an art therapy thing. It was actually yeah. kind of cool because they just let us like paint pictures. But they didn't do it. Like I just painted pictures. That's all I did. Yeah. And, uh, were and then, they helping you? No. No. And then there fucking... was like one meeting or like two meetings with a psychiatrist that was flanked by like a team of people. And they just like, it was not therapy. They were just like, so what were, what meds were you on? Oh, well, these are the ones that we're making you take right now. Like, how do you feel? Like, and he had to write down things like, well, I'm just going to uh, put my head down and do my time until you guys let me get out of here because it literally, literally was every like time that. I try, like it, you make it worse for me and make me stay longer. So yeah, we went there and got your intake forms and your like uh, evaluations out yeah. of a box. Mm-hmm. Even that was a fuck pulling like pulling teeth. Oh yeah, like they just did not want to surrender this material to mm-hmm. us. We were there for like three hours, just sitting there going like, "Give us the files. Give us the files." Give us the files. They mm-hmm. fucking wouldn't do it until finally they did. And then we looked through them and they, it was like all like spurious information. Mm-hmm. Like we saw the broken ankle thing. Yeah. They said, oh, guys, she's got a broken ankle. They said intelligence colon below average. Yes. Oh no. Unbelievable. That's so funny. Fucking oh. ironic too because of everybody who's working there. But- what do you think their collective IQ is? About the temperature of our refrigerator right now. Yeah. Dude, it was, it was unbelievable. It made me so irate to learn when this When I got story. out, I like went to go get a bunch of burgers and dropped them off. Like, I just dropped off a bunch of fast food for the people in the gay wing that I made friends with. So good. You never told me that. Fed. Yeah. That's a great... That's a, You did a good thing. Yeah. That's very good. Awesome. I hope that place gets fucking raided by the police as me soon too. as possible. Whoo! Anyway, hey... We still have one more section. You want to do our Florida yes, facts? Yes, I do. So on a lighter note, I'm going to talk about Florida man Wally Amos. Who is? Famous Amos Cookies. He's Famous Amos. He's the Famous Amos. Wow. Wally Amos. So he was born in 1936. Um, it says African-American entrepreneur Wally Amos founded the Famous Amos Cookie brand. He also worked as a talent agent and discovered Simon and Garfunkel. What? This guy? Yeah. He's had a crazy life. So it says, Wally Amos was born on July 1st, 1936 in Tallahassee, Florida. Uh Uh-huh. He started in the... So, okay. They're going a little out of order here, but Mm -hmm. he was born in Tallahassee. He grew up there. He moved to New York. Then he started in the mailroom at William Morris Agency. No fucking shit. And in 1962... He became the first black agent in history. No shit. Yes. Yes. That rules. As an agent, he signed Simon and Garfunkel and headed the agency's rock and roll department. Oh my God, that's huge. Yes. That's for William Morris? Yes. They're still around, by the way. I know. God damn. Um, And then in 1975, he opened the first famous Amos store in Los Angeles. Oh my God. Yeah. This guy cannot stop winning. I know. Well, it gets a little complicated. Oh, okay. So, um, born in Tallahassee, then his parents separated... So he was born in 1936. He went to New York in 1948 to live with yeah. his aunt, Aunt Della, who often baked homemade chocolate chip and pecan cookies. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he later said of the experience, quote, we certainly had no monetary wealth, but Aunt Della's home was always rich in the principles and qualities vital to a child's upbringing. Oh. And it was filled with the aroma of her delicious chocolate chip cookies. My so, favorite. I know. So before he became an agent at William Morris, he uh, went to cooking school um, and he did culinary arts for two years at the Food Trades Vocational School. Um, but he then started working in the mailroom at, at William Morris. And, you know, the rest was history from there. He also did a four-year stint in the U.S. Air Force. Um, what else did he do? He did so many things. The fucking Air Force, too? Jesus. He So he signed Simon and Garfunkel, and he worked with wow. Diana Ross, Marvin Gaye, and Sam Cooke. Dude, I this know. guy's the best. So in 1967, he left William Morris to move to Los Angeles where he wanted to set up his own management company. Like he didn't want to work for them anymore. He still right. wanted to be a music manager. And mm-hmm. so he went to form his own company and it didn't go well. He Dang. was burdened with debt and oh, shit. the business failed and it just did not take off. Fuck, man. I know. So he, when he was on unemployment, he began... Uh, baking chocolate chip cookies all the time. No and, shit. Yeah. And so then he was like, oh, this is it. This is my next act. And he modified a version of his Aunt Della's recipe, chocolate chip cookie recipe. And he opened a freestanding like cookie store. Basically like what would be a food truck now. Yeah, right. And it was financially backed by Marvin Gaye. No shit. Yes. That's the best. Isn't that awesome? No fucking way. Mm-hmm. So fucking famous Amos cookies are because of Marvin Gaye? Yeah. Dude, that is the that's the greatest. Isn't that so cool? Yes. Yeah. So then he his little like booth was really successful. Uh-huh. And so then um he got a store and and at this time he was marketed as like gourmet cookies, like yeah, really right. high-end cookies. Yeah. In New York's Bloomingdale's department store. Fucking hell. That's, that's a huge win. Yeah, that's awesome. And then he opened one on Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles. Wow. In nineteen seventy-five. Wow. Um So it's kinda of like like how you when you're in a airport and you see like a C's candies and yeah. they're like really like high end. Yeah. But it's just like chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. probably like that. Um but then, so he enjoyed a decade of success at the helm of Famous Amos. Mm-hmm. However, in 1985, um, due to mismanagement, he was forced to sell off parts of his company. Oh. Yeah. Damn. I know. Um, in Just 1980- mismanagement. Yeah, that's all I could find. Man. In 1988, a corporation called Shansby Group mm-hmm. uh, purchased Famous Amos cookies, and they repositioned the brand's image, changing it to like, from a specialty item to a low-priced product. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's the famous Amos that I know. Right. Exactly. Right. right. Um, and then he actually got sued in 1991 because he wanted to launch another cookie company called Wally Amos. Wally Amos presents Chip and Cookie. And the ah. store was going to be called Chip and Cookie. And uh, they fucking sued him because in the agreement when he sold the company, he was not allowed to use like his name or his likeness. His own goddamn his own name. name. And he's not even calling it Famous Amos. He's saying Wally, Wally Amos, Amos presents. Chip and cookie. I feel like that's different. But anyway. That is so fucked up. Yeah. In 1998, Keebler bought it from Shansby, who I've never fucking heard of. Yeah. Um, so now it's owned by Keebler and they've actually, they've worked it out with Amos, Wally Amos, and resumed his like role as the brand's 
spokesperson right. and he was like given some of the rights back to oh, include good. his name and and all that good for them yeah. fuck those pieces of shit at that other place i know you know, this is interesting because my Florida fact also mm-hmm. has to do with the Florida music scene. No way. I was just weird. thinking to myself earlier today, I was like, every state has their contribution to the national sort of cultural landscape, Definitely. right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what about, what what bands came from Florida? And I was like, I was finding out that like Jim Morrison, mm-hmm. Tom Petty, Leonard, Leonard Skinner, mm-hmm. yes, the Allman Brothers Band, personal favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. I love Tom Petty, too. Molly Hatchet. Um, mm. Casey and the Sunshine Band. I didn't know that one. Yeah, all from Florida. Um, but there is also, so hold on, Matchbox 20 and oh. um, Yellow Card. Yellow Card! Yeah, oh, that was so Yellow middle card. school for me. One hit wonder for sure. Definitely. For sure. Um, but, so I was like, oh, yeah, okay, this is great. This oh, is like all interesting Nathan, stuff. Not to mention all the boy bands. Yeah, all the boy bands. Of course, NSYNC. On. Backstreet Boys, fucking Mandy Moore, 98 Degrees, degrees yeah, etc., etc., O-Town, Ariana Grande, uh-huh. Fifth Har- Harmony, yep. Um, so all that, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Enrique Iglesias, you know, etc., etc. And there's obviously Gloria Stefan, um, Miami Sound Machine, oh yeah, uh, Luis Fonsi. I mean, and da- Daddy Yankee. Um, Daddy and Yankee, Luis Fonsi, yeah. like he's from the DR, right? Yeah, like, they're like, they're island people, but they have a cultural back and forth from Florida. Don't forget DJ Khaled. Yes, well, <laughs> this is where this is all going. Oh, okay, because I was going like, oh yeah, that's all great. Okay, yeah, rock and roll, Latin music, jazz, of course. Yeah, um, fucking pop music. Yes, this all makes sense. Um, but what is the cultural, the music language of today, mm-hmm. really? Um, outside of like you know dance pop like like we mentioned Ariana Grande earlier, mm-hmm. it's rap. Rap is the like mainstream like music culture, yeah. and it has been for twenty, twenty five, even thirty probably years. Yeah. Um, so I was like, what is what is Florida's like contribution to the rap scene? And it turns out that the um, that the sounds that you're most used to hearing on the radio mm-hmm. right now from rap mm-hmm. and hip-hop are from florida they were originated there How so? so so there is a hip-hop collective um called raider clan mm-hmm. that was formed in carroll city in 2008 mm. and it contain listen to this list of names uh it contains rappers space ghost perp with two r's mm. referring to purple drink mm. uh Dodo de Don. That's a tongue twister. Gaddafi. Okay. Money spelled with a U, Money Jr. Mm-hmm. And Jit with two T's. Very creative. Very cool, guys. And they're one of the first rap collectives to integrate the style of th- early 3 6 Mafia into their music, mm-hmm. which was then a pattern that got embraced by way bigger mainstream bands. By ASAP Mob and mm-hmm. Drake, most notably. Interesting. So what is it? What's the sound exactly? So you could describe it as like SoundCloud rap. Okay. Yeah, right? I know. Which you could, you could think of as like that kind of thing that I hate to be a curmudgeon, but like, I hate to be a fucking like stick in the mud, mm-hmm. sound like an old man, but like it's that like. Is it like. That kind yeah, of like, like vocals. Like, 
like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like trap music. Like, exactly. Okay, it's that yeah. kind of stuff. SoundCloud rap. Mm-hmm. Sort of mumbling and kind of singing. And like, kind of like sound effects are cool. Like. Yeah. No? It's like vocoded. Yeah, definitely. When you say sound effects, what are you talking about? Blah! And stuff like that. Oh, you mean like onomatopoeia? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Onomatopoeia, like them saying like scrrr. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, sort of originated in the late 2000s wow. into the 2010s and then got popularized by other people. That's so cool. But literally sort of the like sing-songy rap in the like, you know, that we were hearing all like all of the last decade. Yeah, it's it's really mainstream. With the sort of yeah, the, um, with the beats being very like very like fake symbol heavy. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. Yeah. And it's not quite like island trap. It's got that's this. That's where like, I thought this was going. Yeah. There's such an island sound in a lot of modern music. Well, it's true. That's true. R&D and you can and... thank Rihanna for that. Totally. For sure. Yeah. Um, but it's these Floridian rappers. Um, they they started off the like SoundCloud rap movement. So that included artists like XXX Tentacion, mm. <laughs> XXX Tentation, mm-hmm. um, who is now dead. Oh, sorry. Well, he was like involved in all kinds of weird crimes, and I think he like tried to kill his girlfriend a couple of times, uh, or maybe did, or I, I, don't, I don't know. He had a he had a really weird, complicated life. But he, um, he and this other list of names that I'm going to read off for you: Ski Mask, the Slump God. Mm. Lil Pump. Lil, I've heard of Lil Pump. Lil Yachty. Mm, definitely heard of Lil Yachty. Smoke Perp. Mm. And Wi-Fi's Funeral mm. um, were the major SoundCloud rappers that uh, brought the this sort of style to the mainstream. And it's because of their, hence the name, success on the platform internet platform of SoundCloud. Right? right? It's an easy way to up... Easy and like relatively cheap Almost way. Almost like to, YouTube, but for music, like it's well, you can have a free can... membership, but it you know you got to pay for a yearly membership. It's like four hundred dollars, right. right? You know, which really isn't that much in the grand scheme of things. Um, so it's a pretty cheap way to be able to broadcast your music to a large platform of people, and in that sort of scene. First of all, those guys being friends with each other and being part of the same music collective, it helped grow an audience, mm-hmm. which then grew and grew and grew because of the accessibility to music. And what that did was put that music sound into the mainstream of American rap and hip hop. And then other, even more mainstream artists started trying to copy them. And I'd say that XXX Temptation being probably the. And well, I mean, Lil Pump and Lil Yachty as well are very mm-hmm. obviously very prominent mu- musicians because you don't even listen to that shit. And you've heard of them. I've heard of them. So I would say that XXX Temptation is one of the more important artists in this list because he's the dude who helped define the sound of emo rap, which has become totally widespread. Like, think about how like young kids are all into like skateboarding and like wearing like oh, trip yeah. pants again mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. you know Thrasher's huge again mm-hmm. and like everybody's like acting like it's. Like when we were in middle like school, like they're all acting emo. <laughs> yeah, emo rap is a big thing now. Wow, that's so and cool. XXX Temptation, Floridian that he is, um, helped to popularize that. In addition to that, uh, Ghost Main, one of the members of the same music collective, mm-hmm. became a flag bearer for trap metal. So the the intersection of rap and rock and roll 
which was all I mean, it's cool because these styles were always bumping into one another. Like um Carrie King, the guitarist for Slayer, mm-hmm. was played a guitar solo in one of the first popular public enemy songs. Did you know that? No, I didn't. And like fucking like the I mean the Beastie Boys everyone clowns on the Beastie Boys for being like white boys, but like they were members of both the punk and the rap scene simultaneously. And they were they were flag bearers of both of those things. Like rap and rock share similar roots and they come from the same like black musical impulse which predates them you know by decades and decades um but they keep running into one another and it's really interesting because now you have emo rap you have trap metal you have all these new kinds of different sounds in the american music genre that are being created by Floridians who are pushing the boundaries of this like timeless cultural musical interchange. I just thought it was really, really, really cool. I think that's so cool. Nathan, you forgot to mention the Island Boys. Oh, the Island Boys. Yes, of (laughs) course. Yes, that's the next generation. I can't wait to see what they do. Uh, Yeah. Um, No, that's really cool. And I didn't know hardly any of that about the modern contribution, of course, I know about, mm-hmm. you know, some of the, like, the Allman Brothers band and, Yeah, you know, I mean, that's more like where that. my musical taste skews is to, like, that kind of shit. But that's yeah. just because I grew up listening to it, yeah. you know? I can appreciate, I can appreciate this new stuff for what it is. Like, Definitely. I can listen to it and, like, appreciate the musical elements of it. It's just not where my I think that that's, like, lies. a really important part of growing older is, like, you have to, I think keep listening or keep trying new forms of music new flavors, otherwise for sure, you yeah. become that guy that you hate yeah, that who only who thinks only yeah. is like only the music from 1960s cool yeah, you know what i yeah, mean cuz they totally. stopped evolving at at Leonard Skinner totally. or Bob Dylan or whatever whatever time period you know they just totally. after that they stopped listening to music well yeah so, but imagine doing that for the music that we grew up with like one like of these days somebody's gonna be like yeah blink 182 <laughs> music stopped after blink 182 yeah, you know it's what so I mean silly. it's such a childish like, impulse some guy's gonna be like man nobody makes music like Nelly anymore yeah you know oh my mean? god yeah. Nathan who's the Kansas rapper the Kansas City rapper oh. that you have Tech Nine. Tech Nine. <laughs> Caribou Lou. No, I respect, mad respect to Tech Nine because he was one of the very first guys to really make a splash on the scene as a completely independent artist. That's like, so cool. He owned his own record label. He's the man. That's he's awesome. He's the man. Yeah. I hope he's sipping a Mai Tai somewhere. And he also had that weird blend of like rap and rock going yeah, on. He was like, he like had this weird like clown thing going on. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> it was like Kansas City, like Casey, kill a clown. Oh. And he had like all this weird makeup and like kind of like heavier riffs while he was rapping over. I mean, I mean, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I like it. Clown. I like Caribou Lou. Caribou Lou is a good song. It's great. <laughs> it's a great song. All right. No, guys. respect to respect to um, all these all these rappers and everyone else we talked about. I agree. Except for the fucking pan faced cop guy who put his hands on that beautiful angel. I'm going to fucking fuck him up. Yeah. All right. Let's that's... just continue the cycle of violence. No, let's stop it because okay. I wound myself up too all much. All right. All right. All right, guys. Plus, I need to edit this tonight. No. Um, <laughs> we love you. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, we do We're love so you. grateful for you guys. Um, fuck we're yeah. just We keep amassing a, more and more followers. Yes, and, and it's, it's so really exciting cool. to see. If yeah, if you're down with this shit, share it with your friends. Definitely. Um, fucking Word shout us out. Uh, give us a rate. Give us a review. Give us a like. Yeah, you subscribe know the drill, to y'all. us. You know the fucking drill.
Um, but just carry it in your hearts that mm. mommy and daddy love you. And we, we can't do. wait to talk to you again in several days. Good night.